Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of Boosting Your Financial IQ. Can I just say, I love when people reach out in the community. Whether you hit me up on Instagram, LinkedIn, email, or through the Boosting Your Financial IQ platform, the website, it doesn't matter. I love to hear from everybody. This is an episode from one of the community members who wants to understand how the DuPont analysis works. So that's what we're going to dive into today. When it comes to understanding the performance of a company, financial analysis is a key tool. One popular method used in this process is the DuPont analysis, also known as the DuPont model or the DuPont identity. It was first introduced by the DuPont company back in 1920, hence the name, and has since been adopted by financial analysts worldwide. So you may be wondering, what the heck is the DuPont analysis? Well, the DuPont analysis is a framework used to analyze and evaluate the financial performance of a company. It breaks down the return on equity into three component parts. First, profitability, second, efficiency, and third, leverage. This breakdown allows for a deeper understanding of how each component contributes to overall ROE, return on equity. Okay, so when it comes to the DuPont analysis, I'm looking at my computer screen and it looks like a tree, like a Christmas tree. At the very top is return on equity and then it gets wider down at the base. So let me explain this here for those of you who are listening. The DuPont analysis, like I said, can be visualized as a tree diagram, which breaks down the ROE into its three component parts. At the top of the tree, you have return on equity, ROE. This branches out into two key ratios, return on assets, and the equity multiplier, also known as financial leverage. The return on assets ROA ratio further splits into two branches. So you take ROA, and then that divides into two other branches, net profit margin, representing profitability, and total asset turnover, representing efficiency. Each of these ratios is calculated using specific components from the company's financial statements. On the other side, you have financial leverage, which then is broken down by net income, sales, assets, and shareholders' equity. So that's what the tree looks like. It just breaks down from ROE into its component parts. So let's keep going. The components of the DuPont analysis include, like I mentioned, profitability, efficiency, and leverage. So profitability is a measure of how well a company generates profits from its operations. This can be evaluated by using metrics such as net profit margin, gross profit margin, and return on assets. Efficiency, on the other hand, refers to how well a company utilizes its assets to generate revenue. It can be measured by turnover ratios such as asset turnover and inventory turnover. And then we have leverage. Leverage is the use of debt to finance a company's operations. It can magnify returns when business is good, but it also increases risk in times of economic downturns. The DuPont analysis considers leverage by including the debt to equity ratio in its calculation. All right, so that's kind of a lot, especially if you're not looking at a diagram of the DuPont analysis. So what you can do to follow along is just Google it and look at the diagram as I continue to explain this if you wanna get a visual on how this all works. Okay, so how do you use the DuPont analysis in the real world? So the DuPont analysis is a valuable tool, like I mentioned, for both investors and managers of companies. For investors, it provides insights into the financial health of a company and helps identify potential red flags. For managers, it can highlight areas of improvement and guide decision-making to increase profitability. 
And this is where I've used the DuPont analysis in my own practice at Coltvar as I go into turnaround and grow companies. Especially from the turnaround perspective, one of the first things that I'll do is I'll do an analysis of a company's performance. That involves evaluating their key performance indicators, benchmarking them, and then exploring this analysis that I'm explaining here in more detail. Then I can pinpoint exactly where the issue is. Because sure, their return on equity may be lower than the industry benchmark, but if I don't understand whether it's a sales issue or whether it's a gross margin issue or whether they're having problems with their asset turnover, then I'm not gonna know where to focus my attention. And that's what this analysis empowers you to do. It helps you pinpoint exactly where the issues are in an organization so you can focus to improve the financial performance and ultimately maximize firm value. So one way to use the DuPont analysis is by comparing companies within the same industry. This allows for a better understanding of the factors that drive performance in that particular industry. So if you're using the DuPont analysis as part of your stock evaluation process, what you could do is compute all these components of the DuPont for one business and compare it to its rivals in the same industry and identify whether or not there's issues with the stock that you may be considering. Or it may highlight some opportunities that exist if a company is undervalued based on you know, these component parts. Another way to use DuPont analysis in the real world is identifying strengths and weaknesses. And that's what I just mentioned here previously. By breaking down ROE into its components, the DuPont analysis can help identify areas where a company is performing well and address where it needs improvement. For example, if a company has a high ROE but low profitability, it may indicate the company is relying too heavily on financial leverage instead of return on its assets to generate returns. So you're definitely gonna to wanna to figure this out. I did the DuPont analysis for a company a while back, and what I realized is that the gross margin was lagging in the business, which was ultimately impacting the return on assets. And when I looked further, I realized that it wasn't an operational efficiency problem. Actually, the labor was pretty well maximized. Instead, it was a pricing problem. So we were able to fix the pricing, which drove higher gross profits, and then ultimately that had an impact on return on assets, which then trickled down to return on equity. So that's an example of how you can use it to pinpoint where the issue lies in regards to financial performance. The last piece with the DuPont analysis in the real world is it allows you to set performance targets. The DuPont analysis can be used as a benchmarking tool, as I mentioned. So by setting targets for each component of ROE, managers can strive to improve overall performance and track progress over time. What I like about the DuPont analysis is that it gives you a comprehensive or holistic view of a company instead of just narrowly focusing your attention on just one financial ratio or KPI. So it brings everything together, which ultimately helps you to understand what is driving return on equity. Now, there are some common mistakes that occur when performing the DuPont analysis. So despite the DuPont analysis being a useful tool in financial assessment, it's not uncommon for people to make mistakes when executing it. These errors can lead to misinterpretations and faulty conclusions about a company's financial health. So let me explain some of these common errors that occur. There's four of them. Number one, over-reliance on the analysis. A frequent mistake is over-reliance on the DuPont analysis as a sole method of assessing financial performance. It's not the end-all be-all, folks. It's just one tool in the toolbox. 
Remember that the DuPont analysis is just one indicator and should be used in conjunction with other financial analyses for a comprehensive evaluation. That's where, sure, it works great for a holistic view of the financial performance of the company, like I mentioned, but there are other operational things that you need to consider. As I mentioned before, labor effectiveness, there may be free cash flow, there may be other components of the business that you need to bring into the overall financial picture. But it does a pretty good job of at least helping you to understand what's driving return on equity in all the component parts. Number two, another common mistake is misinterpreting the components. So another common pitfall is the misinterpretation of three components, profitability, efficiency, and leverage. For instance, a high ROE driven primarily by high leverage rather than profitability, as I mentioned before, or efficiency may indicate a risky financial situation. So if you don't understand this, this can lead to an overly positive interpretation of the financial state of the business without realizing that ROE is being driven by financial leverage instead of actual performance. Number three, ignoring industry norms. Performing a DuPont analysis without considering industry norms is a mistake that's often made. Different industries have different standards, and these should be taken into account when interpreting the results. So you have to look at performance across an industry or a sector to really be effective in this whole process. And last but not least, neglecting the time factor is a common error. The DuPont analysis should not be a one-time task. So it's not like you do the DuPont analysis and you're done. Instead, it should be performed regularly to track changes over time and understand the trends and dynamics of a company's performance. So let me give you a modern application of the DuPont analysis. So yes, the DuPont analysis still continues to be used today and it's still relevant in the financial world, even though it came about in the 1920s. So despite being over a century old, it remains an effective method for evaluating a company's financial health. It's still actively used by financial analysts, investors, and corporate managers for strategic decision-making. Even I have used it in my practice of turning around and growing companies. The comprehensive view it provides of a company's financial performance, which breaks down the ROE into profitability, efficiency, and leverage, offers valuable insights that simple individual ratios alone may fail to impart. So in a rapidly evolving business environment, the DuPont analysis helps stakeholders understand the underlying factors driving a company's return on equity, thus enabling them to make well-informed investment and management decisions. Now, of course, there are always limitations when performing an analysis. So while the DuPont analysis is a valuable tool in dissecting a company's financial performance, it does come with its own set of limitations, which I wanna explain here in more detail. Number one, the DuPont analysis relies on historical data. It does not incorporate future expectations or changes in the business environment. This characteristic can limit its effectiveness in predicting future performance. So remember, it's based on the past, on historical data. So you have to figure out a way to incorporate the future. And this is why I love building out forecasts, rolling forecasts, when you're evaluating a company's performance and financial health. Second, differences in accounting practices among companies can lead to variations in the calculation of the ROE components. This can complicate comparisons between companies, especially those operating in different countries where accounting standards may vary. So if one company is using IFRS, which is International Financial Reporting Standards, and another one is using GAAP, 
generally accepted accounting principles in the US, there may be some variations when calculating ROE and its components, so just be aware of that. Number three, another limitation is overemphasis on return on equity. The DuPont analysis focuses on ROE, potentially overlooking other important indicators of financial health such as cash flow, which I love, liquidity ratios, and market conditions. So just be aware and make sure you incorporate these other factors into your analysis overall. Number four, the lack of qualitative analysis. The DuPont analysis is a quantitative model. It does not take into account qualitative factors such as management quality, competitive position, or industry dynamics, all of which can have a significant impact on a company's financial performance, either now or in the future. So ROE may look good, and all the component parts may be performing well, but a company may be doing things that are hurting the business, or they're pursuing a strategy which is not great and which will have implications in the long term, and therefore the DuPont analysis won't tell you that. So you have to include qualitative analysis in your overall evaluation of a business. Because let's just say with profit margin, profit margin continues to climb, which impacts return on assets, which then ultimately trickles down to return on equity. But the way a company is improving its profit margin is by reducing its operating expenses, firing people, reducing headcount, or by skimping out on the quality of its products and services. So sure, the ROE may look good, and all the indicators of the DuPont analysis may be trending well, but a company may be taking shortcuts or pursuing strategies which will negatively impact the company in the long term, and you wouldn't know that by just doing a quantitative evaluation. That's why you have to combine strategy and finance together. That's why I always talk about that. Number five, sensitivity to leverage. Companies with high financial leverage may show high ROE, and we've talked about this, due to the magnifying effect of debt on earnings. So this can mask underlying issues with the company's operational efficiency or profitability because it's relying on debt to fund operations. So you have to be careful with this, otherwise you can really misinterpret what ROE is telling you. So each of these limitations should be considered when using a DuPont analysis to ensure a balanced and comprehensive understanding of a company's financial situation. Okay, let me give you two examples here and then we'll wrap, we'll be done. Number one, example number one involves evaluating investment opportunities. So consider an investor looking to purchase stocks in the technology sector. They have shortlisted two potential companies, Tech A and Tech B. By conducting a DuPont analysis, the investor can gain a deeper understanding of each company's financial position. For Tech A, the DuPont analysis reveals a high ROE driven primarily by profitability and efficiency, not leverage. This indicates that Tech A is generating strong profits and efficiently utilizing its assets, suggesting it might be a sound investment. On the other hand, Tech B's DuPont analysis shows a high ROE mostly driven by leverage. Okay, that's a huge difference. This could indicate that Tech B is heavily reliant on debt to finance operations, which increases financial risk, especially in economic downturns. Therefore, you as the investor might consider Tech B as a more risky investment compared to Tech A. So when using the DuPont analysis to evaluate stocks, it can really help you to pinpoint exactly where a company is performing well and where it's not performing well, and it just helps you to benchmark performance across businesses, sectors, and the industry. Okay, moving on to example number two. 
Let's talk about strategic decision-making in management. Imagine a scenario where a retail company is experiencing a decline in ROE. As the company's manager, you could use the DuPont analysis to identify the root cause of this issue. And this is what I've done in companies quite frequently to turn them around. So after performing the analysis, you find that while profitability remains robust, the efficiency component of ROE has decreased. This suggests that the company is not utilizing its assets as effectively as it could to generate revenue. So as you dissect return on assets even further, you're going to be armed with this knowledge. You could then implement strategies to increase efficiency, such as improving inventory management or investing in technology to streamline operations. By addressing the identified weaknesses, as I mentioned previously with my other example where I changed pricing and it made all the difference in the world, the DuPont analysis helps set a clear path towards improving a company's financial performance. So there you go. That's how the DuPont analysis works. I highly encourage you learning more about this in the academy, in the Boosting Your Financial IQ Academy. I teach you all about this and ratios and KPIs and everything else you need in order to evaluate a company's performance, whether you're investing in stocks or whether you're running a business. So be sure to check that out. You could try the Academy for free. There's a trial that you could do. You could download the app. You could do it on your computer, on your desktop, whatever is most comfortable for you. You could learn finance on the go from any device, which is super cool. So check out the Academy if you're interested in this topic and you want to learn more in detail. Anyways, continue to send me your recommendations for podcast topics, and I'll try to address the ones that I can. I'm so glad that you joined me for this episode, and I'm so glad that a community member provided this topic for me to go off of today. So be well, keep learning ambitiously, and until next episode, cheers. Hey, real quick, if you get value out of this podcast, it would mean the world to me if you would leave us a review. Also, if you want to be featured on the show, send me a recording with your name, your age, where you're from, and your question through a voice note or a video using your smartphone. Then email me the file at hello at byfiq.com. BYFIQ stands for boosting your financial IQ. So once again, it's hello at BYFIQ.com. If selected, I'll give you a shout out and answer your question for you and the entire community. One last thing, if you want access to additional resources that will help you fast track your path to financial freedom, visit BYFIQ.com or download our free app in the Apple or Google Play app store today. Thanks again.